With intense playoff basketball underway and the Warriors sadly missing out, it's time for the Warriors to make moves in the offseason. Welcome, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my Splash Row co-host, Zach. You know, we heard MVP Jokic. We already knew that, but, you know, it would be great to see Steph win that third MVP, but kudos to where kudos is deserved. Uh, Nikola Jokic definitely deserved that. So, I mean, can't really argue, um, but there's always going to be next season. And what better way to start the next season with the off season? So, a lot of moves to talk about, my guy. So, um, just a lot of stuff to cover um, in the next couple months. Yep. Um, postseason still going on, but the Warriors uh, have a lot of decisions to make as the off season is quickly approaching. Um, but. The Warriors got to decide, are we going to develop guys and try to win still, or are we just going to go all in? And we'll give our predictions on, or we'll give an off-season preview on what the Warriors should do or what the Warriors can do with salary cap situation, et cetera, um, yeah. in this quick little episode. So here we yeah. go. Uh, but before we start, I just want to talk just NBA basketball since, you know, um, like the games in the West, I've been really entertaining. Like the Utah Clippers that just happened 30 minutes ago as a recording, and the Denver Denver Phoenix. Whereas the East, it's just kind of been blowout. So, I mean, do you think it's just a parody thing in the West, or is it just too much talent in the West? I mean, I think there's just so much talent in the Western Conference. Like you got the Suns, who are. A, very, a young team. Very it's basically good young like the 2014-2015 team, basically. I, yeah, I see the similarities. A very good young team and Chris Paul. Um, and then you obviously have the Lakers and the Clippers and then the Utah the Warriors, Jazz. Jazz. There's just so much talent on Dallas. each on each roster. There's like at least one superstar. Superstar well, on each roster. You could say Luka Doncic, she's Put, making himself into a superstar. Devin Booker's on his way to that level. Um, you obviously have LeBron and Steph and Kawhi Jokic. Leonard and Paul George. Um, Jokic, who's a superstar, MVP winner. Um, Donovan Mitchell, he's making a, making a name for himself. Um, guys like that. And I think in the East, you have... It's like two teams, basically. Well, two, three teams. I just think in the East, there's... There's just two teams, two I think three teams who have just divided themselves from the rest, and that's the Bucks, Nets, and Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, I think that the Bucks obviously have the big three in Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Is it really a big three though? Is it really? I we just saw Middleton. We just see Middleton. I consider you know throwing up bricks. <laughs> I I consider it a big three. I think okay. all three okay. of those guys are all star caliber level players. Um, oh, obviously Giannis is MVP winner. So, um, and then you obviously have the big three in Brooklyn with James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. Um, who 
I still think we'll most likely win the title this year. But um, and then you obviously have Joel Embiid, um, ben, ben Simmons, Simmons Tobias, Harris, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, all the all those guys. And I think those three teams are just on such a different level than the rest of the teams in the East. I do think the Hawks can are a really good young team who probably in the next the few Hawks years are will few Hawks years are will make a rise. Um, but I think Trey Young can make a leap. Like, I feel like exactly. the Hawks are really interesting. Yeah, the Hawks, I mean, there could be something special in the few years yeah. to come. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, next two, um, maybe they just overachieved, but the Knicks have promising future. They got Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, those yeah. guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a I lot think, of yeah. talent. A lot I just think of the talent. West is on a completely another level in regards to talent. Yeah, just a lot of talent, but mostly on the West side compared to the East. So with that, um, just a little snippet from our side, but just the whole NBA. So um, moving to our Golden State Warriors domination. So in offseason, you know, we as fans, we're expecting – Big moves, right, Zach? I feel like there has to be a haul, and the Warriors kind of started doing that. As um, I think Steve Kerr said, like probably a few days ago, that the coaching changes are going to be um, instated. Like we, as a recording, we see Jaron Collins, who is basically like the defensive-minded coach of this team, um, kind of part ways with uh, the Warriors and just kind of look for new opportunities elsewhere. I was just thinking, Zach, like, do you think it's just kind of like a domino effect for like this offseason where one piece falls and then another piece falls and then certain pieces come to place? Yeah, I do think um, – I think you consider Jaron Collins – I don't know if you, you would consider him a developmental coach, but I know he was around to ha- help the big guys, centers, power forwards, James Wiseman, Kevon Looney, but – I, I think it could be a domino effect. I think you could have coaches leaving to bring in coaches like or bring back old faces like Alvin Gentry or bring back bring in new coaches like Mike D'Antoni and Steve Kerr around himself with some intelligent basketball minds. I don't think guys like Mike Brown are. Um, you think Mike Brown's going to get cut? No, I, 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 I think guys like Mike Brown will probably stay. I think Ron Adams been, too. Yeah, exactly. I think those two guys are probably untouchable. I think um, they've been here in the championship runs with Steve and right when he started in 2014, 2015, Alvin Gentry was there as well. Um, so I, th- I don't think those guys will be going anywhere, but I do think that to uh, walk into another topic that Steph, Draymond, and Clay will probably have a meeting with the Bob Myers, office. Joe Lake. I mean, it kind of happened. Steve it kind of happened, though, right? I think I think it'll it will happen. And I think it needs to happen. So they did it with Draymond. Um, yeah, they did um, if that. you didn't if you didn't see the the tweet, um, I think it was probably a few days after Warriors lost against the Grizzlies. Draymond Green met with Bob Myers, but. It wasn't really about roster development. It was about um, Bob Myers and Steve Kerr telling Draymond, hey, you got to score more, my guy. But in reality, Draymond 
needing to score two more extra points isn't going to help solve this problem, Zach. You know, there's a lot yeah. of problems to fix. I, I, I also do think I'm optimistic in how I haven't seen Clay play basketball currently, but, but with how he has been rehabbing, rehabbing and he looks great, by the way, <laughs> appearing occasionally. Uh, occasionally on social media, I think he looks good. I think he can seriously come and maybe play 25, 30 minutes a game. Um, not right off the bat. Well, maybe 20 to 25 off the bat, but I would say 15 to 20 right from the start. I don't, I don't yeah. think Steve Kerr would want to put him in right away with heavy minutes. at the end of the year, maybe 30 to 35 minutes a game. I seriously, he, I think he can play that. I think he looks sharp. I don't think he needs to do too much. You just need to score, which is the I Warriors' saw, problem. I saw something, a similar comparison to where Mono Ginobili, um, he could bring it on superstar-like levels, like, but during the regular season, he played like 20 to 25 minutes per game. And once the playoffs started, you know, those minutes ramped up and, you know, we yeah, saw exactly. the Mono Ginobili of old. So, I mean, I could see kind of um, the Warriors kind of mimicking that um approach exactly um, will it will it work um that's just time to tell but yeah i just think if you're gonna do that you need another score and yeah i don't as much as i like how andrew wiggins improved this year i don't think he is the answer and i don't think he's the answer for the warriors long term i agree um, with that and then i think the warriors really need to consider and bob myers really needs to think about what he said in that press conference we are not interested in trading James Wiseman. That's That was his quote. He really needs to rethink that decision. I'm not mad at Bob Myers. I don't have anything against him. I just think you have a young center who I think could be a comparison to Chris Bosh, an all-star caliber player, and you package him with Andrew Wiggins in a first-round pick, and you could bring in a second, third option for Stephen Clay, who will most likely to be the primary offensive guys as Kramon doesn't usually look to shoot first. Um, but bringing a guy like Paul George or um, just someone else man. like Malcolm Brogdon. Exactly. Like, Malcolm Brogdon, Karis Levert, Miles Turner. Someone. I, I, um, I do like some of the guys in the Pacers. I won't lie. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon and Karis, Malcolm Brogdon and, Miles Turner for James Wise and Andrew Wiggins in a first round pick. I'd take that. I think Miles Turner can be, he's young. Um, he's a, a big man, which the Warriors need. And you could bring on a guy like Malcolm Brockton, who can be a, a key contributor off the bench of Jordan Poole. Yeah. All right. So um, the whole James Wiseman stuff, I do want to ask with how DeAndre Ayton looked, in his third, is it third, second, or third year? I don't, I think it's his third I year. I think his third year, he was first overall pick. Yeah. Okay. But like the leap that he has made from, you know, the second to third year, you know, Bob Myers is going to be looking at that and say, you know, James could honestly do that. You know, I, just, I yeah, I just think that could be a scenario. Wait. That's we a scenario wait, that though. could happen. Yeah, I, I, I just I just don't think the Warriors should wait like that, personally. I agree with that, too. Um, but, you know, um, I feel like the Warriors kind of treasure James Wiseman a lot. And I don't know. It's just I really see them keeping James for some reason. 
and they're not going to trade him. I feel like they see DeAndre in and say, okay, James Wiseman can definitely definitely replicate DeAndre Ayton's production in year two, which is probably unrealistic, but they probably see the potential there and probably will decide not to trade him, which is probably a negative thing, Zach, I feel like. I mean, just um, if the Warriors don't decide to trade James Wiseman, they really need to think that you have to find a different way to bring in a third, second, third scoring option. Because, yeah. I mean... At this point, James Wiseman's coming off a meniscus injury, and you're probably still going to have to develop him and try to win basketball games, which could be a little difficult. Yeah. But Yeah. We talked about his numbers during the season. I think he was, like, the worst on the on the court. We don't want to – I don't want to knock the guy because he's a rookie, but just analytics alone, he's probably the worst one on the team. So, I mean, yeah, it's a center rookie – you shouldn't expect much from them. But if you're the Warriors, we've said this multiple times, you go all in with Steph, Clay, and Dre. Um, that's just no question. But I feel like the Warriors want to go a different route with the way you know they are looking. Develop and win games yeah. like the Spurs. I mean, look at it. They have two, they have potential two first rounders this year, Zach. They got the Minnesota pick, and they if got their own pick. Everything works out, obviously. Yeah, and I mean, you know, <laughs> if the Minnesota pick works out, I seriously think you need to trade that pick. And you know, we could transition to this saying. There was a couple of days ago you saw Draymond Green. Um, he was on TNT. This was probably during the Washington game versus 76ers. Um, he was probably referring to what the Washington Wizards should do in the future regarding Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. And Draymond said, you can't pair draft picks with two all-stars. And I, I sat there thinking, is that a jab to the Warriors front office, Zach? I feel like it kind of was a, a little little poke to yeah, Bob Myers and the crew. I, I don't think it was uh, directed at the Washington Wizards front office, in my opinion. I think that was a mainly directed at Bob Myers and Joe Lacob. Um, does he have a point? Yes. Is he correct? Yes. Um, are the Warriors going to do that? Maybe. Maybe. 50, Should they 50. do that? Yes. Um, no. <laughs> no, not drafting people and keeping them. Yeah, let's not draft. I mean, like, you, Scotty Barnes out of Florida State, next Draymond Green. Um, I just. But, a lot just of the Warriors, Warriors recent history of lack of development, developing rookies, like guys like Jacob Evans, Jordan Bell, it just doesn't provide any optimism for me that they're going to be able to, if they have two first round picks and they draft two first round players, that they're going to be able to develop them into all-star caliber level players who will help Steph and Draymond and Clay in their primes. And I seriously don't think that will be the case. Agreed. Um, I feel like the Warriors sentiment among the fans this year is um, they shouldn't have a draft spot. They shouldn't have a draft pick this year. Um, I don't know if that's the correct sentiment among the fans, but do you, I feel like the Warriors should not draft anyone um, during this next draft, do you do you somewhat kind of have that same feeling, Zach? 
Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that if I knew that they were trading those picks to get all-star caliber level player and a second, third option for Steph. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely makes Would sense. Would not have a problem with that. Okay. Um, now it's time to the off-season moves. And there was kind of an interesting, um, let's say, news that kind of came out, um, but not really because it was kind of known amongst Warriors fans that Kelly Oubre, um, Tsunami Poppy was going to look elsewhere for um, for the bag. And it was reported, I think it was today, I think, that um, as a recording, that Kelly Oubre and the Knicks have mutual interest. So this goes back to the trade deadline where they could have gotten assets for Kelly Oubre and not let him walk in free agency zach so let's just say we saw this coming if we're going to seriously talk about it i i I seriously think he will get the 20 to 25 million he's looking for i think the the knicks have a ton of cap space and the knicks are willing to pay kelly Uber that money i just that's a head scratcher for me do you think there's going to be possible sign and trade or is there really no, they're nothing gonna, else? The I'm just going to let him walk for free. <laughs> Get nothing for him. I mean, I mean, with the salary cap for the Warriors, it's insane. I yeah. think it's like what? I, I mean, think it's like a 200 million plus the repeater tax. I don't remember the number, but it's around that number. So I just keep crazy. thinking to myself what they would have, who they would have traded him to. Cause I, I just don't think his trade value is that high at that time. Um, but I mean, you could have gotten some picks, but I just don't know what valuable assets you could have gotten out of that trade. I'm just, it's, it's a head scratcher that they didn't trade him at the deadline because they had a feeling he was going to walk. And then he got hurt and he didn't play for like the last yeah. 20 or so games so. for the season. So hindsight, they should have, but now it's just, let's just I mean, say we called it. We yeah. called it. So, um, Leon Rose is going to give him the bag. Yeah. Um, I guess that's just kind of what we know so far for the Warriors offseason and um, kind of just sitting back and just enjoying playoff basketball, right, my guy? I mean, it's it yep. kind of sucks that the Warriors aren't in it, but it's just kind of refreshing to see fans back at marinas. Um, you can definitely feel the atmosphere. Um, 100%. During the games. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you got to wait till the next season till Steph, Dre, and Clay get their revenge, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, shit. Hopefully, that's a that's a hopefully. Cause I don't know if that'll happen. Hopefully, I know, I know, but I feel like if you have Steph on this team, there's a chance. Hundred percent. But they have to seriously get him help, and we expect the Warriors front office. To give him that help. Bob, so, Bob, 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 Joe Lacob, anyone in the front office, if you're out there listening to the podcast, get Steph some help. He's given you the valuation of $5.5 billion from $400 million when you first bought the team. Make sure you treat the guy well. He deserves yeah. it. He's getting that contract extension this summer. Oh, yeah. So, so. get that nice, uh, nice bag of guaranteed cash but that moolah he deserves it though he in really return, does in return he should have a 
nice good roster. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Some good teammates to play with. Um, that'll conclude episode number 44, 44. I believe. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Make sure you like star review on apple podcast whatever it is shoot um and that'll do it episode 44 in the books got some special episodes coming soon stay tuned thanks y'all see y'all later